Thank you for listening to Comics for Fun and Profit. This is Kyle Andrew with your sneak peek at next week, episode number 489 for comics originally coming out January 2nd, 2019. Drew, we're into the whole next year. But before Drew and I get into what's coming out in your local comic book shops this coming Wednesday, also known as next year, uh, Drew, we got all kinds of stuff going on. We got some year end stuff we want to talk about. And uh, what else is there? Well, uh, yeah, we want to we want to look at some of the 2018 sales in review, and we want to review our 2018. We had a 2018 was a fun year. We want to talk a little oh, yeah. bit about about what, how we did, some of our our favorite flips, and um, we also uh, want to get one more review in. Somebody sent us a nice review, and we want to close our our contest down, and we'll we'll work on announcing that uh, in the coming weeks. Uh, where? Let me see if I can pull it up. We got one. Our last, our most recent one was from. Up, oh, it was Duop God, Duop God with two G's, and he says, "Great podcast. I've been listening for a few months now, and I've come to look forward to each new episode every week." The guys do a great job of discussing what to look for each week on Wednesday, how to plan your FOC, and what you may have missed previously. All right. So we want to thank you, Duop God, and uh, much appreciated. Thank you for the five stars, sir. Yeah, thank you. Uh, you you're the last. You're the last entry this year, um, most likely. And so we will be uh, selecting our winners of the the fun variants and signed comics that we have uh, oh, yeah. as prize prize packages uh, for a listener or two, uh, and listen for your name, and we'll, we'll we'll let you know in the coming weeks how to how to do that. So we're excited about that, and we appreciate everybody who did that. But but don't stop sending reviews if you got nice things to say. Please do it, and you can always um, also you know send us feedback via. Uh, go to our website, Comics Fun Profit, for all our links. Um, or you can send us an email, comicsforfunandprofit at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook. Reach us that way. We're on Instagram. I get occasional messages there, and I always forget to check, but um, <laughs> I'll, try to do be- I'll try to do better as a resolution in the new year that I check all our social media channels for feedback. And uh, we, But we do appreciate everything you have to say. Whether you have questions, gripes, comments, whatever, we like we like to hear it. So um, send away. Um, uh, Comicron did an interesting look. Uh, they didn't quite. They haven't quite finished uh, December because there's one more week of sales, and so we got there's like two or three weeks before they even crunch December. But they took a quick look at where the year is right now as far as top sellers, um, and. If you recall back, uh, if you can remember the whole year of, of big selling comics, there were a lot of them, and the top comic was Action One Thousand, which sold uh-huh. about half a million copies. Uh, so way to go, Action! So DC takes the top spot for the year. Most likely, there is nothing selling a half a million copies in December. So I think we can safely say that that's a winner. Yeah, no um, doubt. Uh, they did the second highest seller as well with uh, Batman 50, the wedding issue, at 440000 And that's what they're reporting uh, based on re- returnability. Uh, because of the public outcry, they converted 50 to a returnable comic. 
and therefore have reduced the numbers uh, because of that. So it probably sold more than that, uh, but it's been reduced probably at least 10 15% because gotcha. of the credibility. Um, Amazing Spider-Man 800, Dan Slott's, was that his last issue or second to last issue? I can't remember. He, his last, I think. Yeah, it was his last. Um, it sold 438,000 copies right behind Batman 50. Oh, that was a fun one. Um, with the first issue of Fantastic Four coming back, that sold 381,000. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man's relaunch after 800 uh, did 297,650. Uh, we got Return of Wolverine at first issue did 269,000. Venom's launch did 242,000 at rank 7 for the year. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man 798 and 799, the Red Goblin stuff leading up to 800. They did, did a quarter of a million copies for 798 and over 200,000 for 799. And then the Justice League launch, uh, it did two over 200,000 copies as well uh, to round out the top 10. Um, as, as I'm looking down there, is there anything that, that jumps out at you that's kind of an exciting uh, look back on the year of a big seller? That These are all DC and Marvel books, by the yeah. way. We don't get to uh, anything amazing until we get to Magic Order's first issue, which somehow did 157000 I don't remember that uh, <laughs> in June. Do you remember it selling that much? I don't remember that either. But I th- yeah, I mean the action one thousand was the big one for me. I think that, I think that Magic Order must have had some kind of. Uh, it's got a it's got one of those little cross symbols instead of an asterisk beside it, and yeah. you look that up, and it says it's it it has a significant portion of the sales outside of the comic book market, yeah. which I didn't think I didn't think ugh, they track that stuff anymore but they must have for some reason and I'm, I'm i'm totally blanking on what that was back in june it was some it wasn't like a loot crate i don't think yeah. it was something something else um i don't know if there's anything else that that jumps out of you on this list at all uh a lot of a lot of batman a lot of marvel um we've the, the the highest ranking Walking Dead it looks like is the uh, that fifteenth anniversary number one yeah the anniversary that still that still blows my mind that that many that it sold that many um and it looks like the cumulative uh, share uh, for the year uh, went to Marvel over DC um, no surprise there with Image in third yeah. kind of knew that as well. Um, that's that's the year in sales. Uh, you can read more about that in Comicron, and it'll be a more detailed list in the coming mm-hmm. uh, month or so. Um, and then there'll be some nice uh, year-end data you can look at, and we'll we'll probably touch back base on that maybe again down the road. Um, but we enjoyed this year a lot. Uh, I read a lot of comics, a lot of great comics. I sold some comics, had some fun flipping stuff. Um, and we just, uh, the comics were pretty, it was a pretty interesting year for comics in 2018. And I thought we'd just kind of reflect um, mm-hmm. on some of our favorites and uh, go from there. Why don't we start with DC? Does that sound good? Absolutely. All right. Um, as far as your favorite DC series, um, 
give me your favorite new series, your favorite continuing series, or or maybe a couple of series that really stand out to you. For me, I'll, I'll kick us off. Uh, I'm going to go. Um, I really enjoyed Injustice 2. It ended finally. Um, it's probably not coming back. I thought it went out on a nice strong note. So I was really happy with uh, Injustice 2 as far as the comics are very consistently good mm-hmm. throughout its run. And, and I was really happy to see uh, Super Sons come back. Uh, the Adventures of Super Sons really excited me. So those were my my two um, two series that uh, kind of jumped out at me. Yeah, I really enjoyed uh, Dark Knight's Metal. The Metal series uh, was was a big high for me for DC this year. Um, of course, me and my Nightwing were a bit uneven on things. Um, Batman overall wasn't bad. I, I did read quite a few Batmans, mm-hmm. not True. just because of weddings or whatnot, but other than that, Super Sons, another great one for me. Um, but as far as an ongoing, I don't think there's anything I really picked up in DC that I'm excited to completely continue to go through. For me, DC was very, very middle of the road, very mundane, didn't Mm. really do a whole lot this year. Now, granted, we've got the Doomsday Clocks and we've got the Metal, which were nice little series. But as far as when you look at the, you know, the ongoing, the, the titles and the actual things, nothing exciting seemed to happen too much in uh, in this year. Could you identify a favorite creator, either a writer or artist, uh, that kind of stood out to you from DC this year? Um, you know, I like Tom King, but this hasn't been the top King, Tom King that I like the most this year. Um, so honestly, probably there's not really one great creator in DC yeah. for me this year. Yeah, it was almost Bendis for me, but uh, you know he just got here, just kind of started cranking stuff out. Whereas Tom King's kind of been in the trenches all year long between Batman, Mister Miracle, Heroes in Crisis, which eh, kind of fell flat. Mm-hmm. Uh, DC Nation did that Walmart giant, uh, did some of those Looney Tunes crossover things, which was fun. So uh, for me, yeah, it's definitely Tom King. Um, kind of stood out as far as um, my writer over artist for me so uh definitely that was definitely it um but the big ones for dc is of course the art and those killer b covers those matina covers those art germ covers that art germ catwoman covers probably might cover middleton the The middleton absolutely jenny frizzen covers those are all the frizzen covers on the wonder woman absolutely no hoops to jump through just order to show on the harley bees Oh yeah, that, those are also all really strong, mm-hmm. um, and and easy to get. Though don't make you uh, do any shenanigans to get them, which we which we appreciate. We do. Um, um, as far as making money at DC, as uh, flipping flipping comics, um, it's got to be Batwang, right? Yeah, Batwang was the big one. Um, Batman Who Laughs, first appearance in Teen Titans. Yep. Uh, was a big one. A lot of stuff with that Dark Knight's Metal. There was some under order titles for that one that you were able to make some some good money on there. So those were your big uh, ones. A couple of the Jenny Cr- Frizzes. Crush still hot? Uh, no, not, Crush? Not really. Not completely. No. No. Yeah. And a uh, couple of those Jenny Frizzen covers on Wonder Woman shot up pretty good. A couple of them hit almost 15. Yeah. Yeah. We uh, I guess as far as the state of DC. Um, you know, DC for the most part, uh, I enjoyed you know half a dozen of their books pretty well, pretty solid all year all year long. I really really enjoyed them, but a lot of their stuff was really below average for me. Yes, um, and 
it, 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 I didn't enjoy. I didn't think they. I didn't think they had a strong stable of of titles uh, overall compared to uh, some other publishers that I I enjoy a higher percentage of. Um, would you say that's fair? Yeah, and like DC just month in and month out didn't give me reasons to stay with some books. They just you know when you get busy reading a lot of things, there were very few DC books that I was like, well, I can't stop this. Because yeah. I didn't feel like I was missing anything if I missed a few issues. As we head into 2019 with DC, um, I'm curious if they abandon Rebirth for another relaunch. I know it, it would smack of desperation at this point, but I could oh, see yeah. it happening. I could definitely see a, a change at the top of uh, maybe a Didio Lee out. Uh, situation where they put some new blood in there to lead the comics side. I don't know. Um, they might need to do something because I don't see them being able to overtake Mar- Marvel otherwise. Uh, do they need to, be... though? Do they need to overtake Marvel or can they just keep doing their thing? They seem to be healthy. They seem to be making money. They seem to be cranking out fairly good content. They just need their stories to be better. I felt like in 2017 um, they were winning them, you know, three or four of the months. You yeah, know, the, it, every other every other month, every two months, then DC would pop up and they would take the take the month as far as sales are concerned. I don't know that they won any this year, or maybe one. Yeah. I didn't I didn't see them winning hardly anything this year, but um, the, I would think that would be. I don't know. Do you think that's okay with Warner Brothers? You know that they that they're number two. They're firmly number two. Uh, to Disney n- being number two to Disney ain't, uh, ain't too bad. Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, going forward, I would hope they would at least try to to get back in there, but I don't know if they're willing to to jump to do the shenanigans that Marvel does to to prop up their sales. So, uh, be curious to see. Um, uh, as we head into Marvel, we've got uh, uh, for me my favorite ongoing was actually Champions. I think it was consistently my my favorite read there. Um, and I really enjoyed, as far as a new series, I enjoyed the return to Spider Geddon and all its little tie-ins. Um, I know it's a cash grab, but yeah. I, I really, really enjoyed that. Um, I liked some of the Spider-Man stuff uh, as they did the Red Goblin stuff. That was also some of my better flips uh, yep. for Marvel. Were some of the quick flips you did were able to do with the uh, the Red Goblin. Obviously, it's crashed a bit now, but. Uh, <laughs> at the time was pretty cool. They did some neat stuff with Cosmic Ghost Rider, who's continued to have some uh, kind of fun and loose books. I know Thanos was a big thing. I unfortunately did not hit that very good. And my big thing with Marvel is I tried quite a few different things. Really enjoyed the end of X-23. Uh, that's another one that pops into my head that I really like. But, you know, I jumped on Domino, couldn't stick with it. Jumped on a couple of uh, Deadpool books and didn't really stick on them. Um, I've been... Bucked off a majority of the Star Wars already at this point, so um, there's just a few different titles that uh, I'm still reading ongoings, but a, f- a few new things didn't catch me like I was hoping they would this year. Hmm. Um, as far as a favorite writer or artist or other creator that stood out for me from Marvel, can you name one? Uh, let's see here. There was some good stuff from Marvel. I mean. Not really. I'm trying to think who. I, I liked. There was some. Well, very for me, good it's got to be Donny. It's got to be Donny Cates for me. Yeah. Um, 
I think, uh, you know, his combination of uh, Thanos coming on strong with Thanos, uh, and then his takeover. And then Venom. Venom. Yeah, absolutely. That's 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 great. Yeah, exactly. And then uh, you, you know he did uh, he did his own little cosmic Ghost Rider, and he had a fun run on Doctor Strange. So, yeah, it's it's got to be Do- Donny Cates for me. Um, and he kind of also helped takes my best flip because uh, it did really well with with Thanos thirteen through eighteen. Uh, you know, thirteen of course the first cosmic Ghost Rider, and was really hot. And you know, and I you know I'll, I'll even give him credit for God Country over here, uh, even though it's this is a Marvel uh, a Marvel section. Um, but yeah, it's, it's got to be Donny Cates uh, kind of fueling the 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 hot flip for me but i'm sure there were some others you know you mentioned you mentioned the the red goblin stuff mm-hmm. i think what else was was super hot but you know a lot of those variants did really well yeah absolutely. Uh, but i couldn't really play in that end of the pool yeah but yeah especially yeah donny kate's definitely with the new venom and the the venom the vietnam stuff and, and the annuals yeah. that he's put out the some definitely great stuff there and uh as far as the art in marvel been some great Chase Scott Campbell covers that I've really enjoyed this year and made sure I picked up those Delatos uh, with the Spider-Man 800, of course, phenomenal art and uh, uh, really, really striking covers there. Um, as far as the state of, of of Marvel in 2018, I think it's 2018 is the year of, of more Marvel shenanigans. Uh, you know, one in one thousands, one in one in five hundreds. Let's let's prop up these number ones that. Probably wouldn't crack a hundred thousand, or maybe a hundred thousand. We can we can grind those up to two or three hundred thousand, and you know, get the retailers to buy in and uh, to sell those those very scarce variants. Um, so kind of like an artificial prop up. That that's kind of annoying. The constant uh, shenanigans, uh, renumbering stuff like that. Um, that's kind of the downside of Marvel, I would think. You got any yeah. others that kind of? Yeah, I mean, there with them. <laughs> the more they are dominating the market, the more they're going to feel that they can push the envelope with, uh, you know, $9 and $10 number ones and, you know, cover A's and B's on variants and, and the more renumberings and the more cash grabby things. Um, so I don't see any reason they're not going to dominate the market. I just hope they uh, they don't take advantage of their, their, their position. Yeah, I, yeah, I think... Get a firmly number one, uh, you know, with a bullet uh, for 2018. I don't see that changing in 2019. I think, uh, by and large, I'm enjoying way more titles from Marvel than I am DC. Absolutely. Uh, their their average title is a is is a better read than than DC's average title. And um, going forward, as far as 2019 uh, is concerned. We're, we should be getting the Disney uh, stream. Uh, it'd be, be awesome if they folded Marvel Unlimited into that mm-hmm. um, uh, as an add-on or something like that. Uh, Marvel Unlimited al- already is a seems to be a very viable service that's doing quite well and getting digital comics into a lot of hands. And uh, I, I would I would see them being um, continuing to to have their stranglehold on the number one position in 2019. Uh, let's see. As we move to image, um, uh, for me, it's it's still Walking Dead. 
uh, and that's that's my favorite ongoing series. And I really like the Hey Kids comics uh, from Howard Chaikin. That that really stood out to me. <clears throat> For myself, with uh, with Image, of course, the big thing is Saga going to fifty and then taking their big hiatus. Uh, fifty four. Or 54, sorry. Yep, yep. Going to, that's right, 50 was that one issue. But going to 54 and then, then taking their big break. Phenomenally written, one of my favorite books of all time. And, you know, good until the end. And um, Killer Be Killed, Brubaker ending. That was a, a very well done series. I remember that one coming through, coming to a good halt there. Um, yep. One of the things that I picked up within 2018 and started on, Unnatural, I really liked. Um, that's one I've been enjoying and staying with. As far as a flip's concerned, in Image, I made a great deal of money off God Country. Yes. And we've talked about God Country. We've talked about Ice Cream Man. We talked about um, Deadly Class and a few other things that have uh, caught different projects and different movies and stuff and really heated up well. But for me, God Country was the big winner this year as far as flip market. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God Country was definitely a, a big one. Um, uh, I, but I did, I did well with Ice Cream Man and, and a few others um, that that caught fire, and I cashed in, yeah. cashed in my chips. Um, I guess my favorite creator uh, from Image is, is going to be Robert Kirkman again. I'm going to give him credit for Die, Die, Die. I know he's at least half writing that. Uh, of course, Walking Dead, Oblivion Song, Outcast, and he did finish Invincible in 2018. So, uh, really, a strong body of work for him, and uh, I, I read all his stuff. So, uh, he's definitely my favorite creator. Yet another writer gets my gets my favorite creator nod. There you go, and of course, middle or not? Uh, of course, BKV. Anything he writes in a given year, um, he tends to get my nod on that one. So, this year should be no different. Um. For, for Image, as far as uh, 2018, it was kind of marred for me by uh, the extended hiatus of Saga, uh, you know, uh, an extended, unexpected hiatus from Southern Bastards. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Low disappeared. Um, a lot of the books that I was reading went on uh, trade breaks to hiatuses that extended and uh, with no end in sight. And um, really, really kind of derailed the comic for me and it was really a bummer uh so that, that's really the downside for me from image um and, and going forward I'm, I'm hoping they can do a better job uh finding new create new creators that that can put out comics regularly yeah because it used to be image was always the most exciting new things the people taking the chances the new stories that needed to be told were an image and Lately, I'm seeing stories in Image that I'm like, oh, that sounds just like the comic from two years ago. Oh, that sounds just like the comic from three years ago. Oh, mm-hmm. that sounds like the one they just did last year. And yeah. I'm hoping oh, that changes. Yeah. Oh, it's a sci-fi tale with a twist in a yeah. post-apocalyptic setting. What a surprise. <laughs> Imagine that. Yeah, they, there's a lot of that. Now, they're, they're f- they were firmly in third place. There were no challengers to their third place status, but they also were not challenging DC for second. Um, DC's worst month was still uh, double-digit percentage points above Image's best month. Um, and so sales-wise, they, they're just not be able to compete uh, like I would hope they could have a few years ago. Um, and the growth's just not there. They need to find some uh, cash cows, some some 
they need to find some new Walking Deads and new sagas that can put out 10 to 12 issues a year and uh, keep uh, their numbers relevant and keep their numbers growing. Yeah. Um, otherwise, they're going to they're in danger of falling um, into the single digits and, and not maintaining a, a 10% market share. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely, definitely a concern going forward. Um, as we go, uh, let's just lump all of the rest of the publishers uh, together. Um, uh, for me, uh, I, I mean, I guess I could give it to Black Hammer, but Black Hammer, you know, kind of watered down its product with a lot of miniseries. Um, they also had a little bit of regular p- publishing thing, so I didn't didn't give it to them. I thought I would. Uh, yeah. There was a couple of recent issues that, I, that didn't stick with me. Uh, I was excited that Crossed came back. Um, so it had a nice six-issue series, so I was, I was happy for that. And I really enjoyed uh, High Heaven, a new release from Ahoy Comics and a new, a new publisher. So those were kind of the standouts for me as far as um, uh, new series were concerned. Yeah, there was a few things, a few Aftershock titles that I was definitely on some of the smaller things. The Stabity Bunnies of the world were, of course, big as far as uh, your smaller publishers were concerned. I just really liked what Aftershock was doing there. But in the last, the tail end of the the year, um, they really kind of went downhill on some things. But there's definitely reasons to stick with them there trying to think what the one i just picked up and was a big fan of a lot of theirs you know you see things starting to get up in in the uh numbers and there hasn't been as much fresh blood for aftershock as i'd like yeah yeah that's definitely true um it's kind of tough to have a favorite creator because it's it's kind of run going off all these different um publishers so it's really it's really hard to find an identity there um if you have one that's fine um i don't really uh have a a favorite creator from that from that back half type of situation and and from flips you know i think i gotta give it to rags and anarchic press you know with them doing rags but rags and punchline doing very well for them and and kind of putting them on the radar for me, I'd I'd have to go with them from a flip flip standpoint. Yeah, that's you can't go wrong with that. That that was one of the high marks and the big items of the year. Such a tiny print run for a book that really really caught fire. Yeah, which is you know uh, kind of the formula uh, we've always kind of looked for: small print runs, uh, supply uh, not being there for demand, and and uh, it's nice when it works out that way. I yeah. wish we could have taken advantage of it, but uh, definitely definitely the best flip of the year, I think, for the back half. It's got to be racks. Yeah, absolutely. Now, uh, in the most improved category, this could be anything. This could be the most improved uh, publisher. This could be the most improved <coughs> writer, artist. Uh, this could be the most improved title. And for me, it's Spider-Man with the combination of amazing getting a new creative lead with Nick Spencer and Ryan Otley to spectacular uh, relaunching with Chip Zdarsky and the fun that that was and the Spider-Geddon crossover event. Uh, for me, Spider-Man is, is firmly back where it belongs as my favorite character in the Marvel universe. And, uh, you know, something I read, uh, 
read consistently and enjoy consistently. So uh, for me, Spider-Man is the most improved of 2018. When I think most improved, the first thing that pops to my mind for 2018 is the FOC, the way that we wow. order comics. Um, you know, previews used to be the bastion of two months ahead and only two months ahead. You had to make it. You had to throw the dice and make your decisions there. But with the advent of this FOC and the way things have gone and the exclusivity of some of the FOC titles, that has been my most improved, and that is the way that we order comics, and I've really enjoyed that in 2018. And I hope more and more publishers start using that, and it becomes more of a methodology, because dang it, I miss a lot of stuff two months out. So basically, the most improved is our is our ability to access FOC, because FOC's been around for decades, but, but our LCS has never let us play in that playground. But thanks to Cowabunga and the good mm-hmm. folks at Cowabunga Comics, we get to play in the FOC sandbox and take advantage of exclusives and adjusting our orders and seeing covers that weren't available during preview cycles and stuff. So that's yeah, it's a very good, it's a very good choice. I like it. There you go. Um, uh, favorite publisher uh, from from for me. Uh, totality body of work shenanigans be damned i still have to go with with marvel they have consistently the the most uh above average quality reads each and every month um i get from them um and uh image just kind of regressed i think this year so it wasn't them and uh none, none of the other smaller publishers have enough volume to really uh challenge them right now for all the obscure reasons I gave you why I was mad at DC, they're still my favorite publisher because they still continue to do what I think comics should do with the open-to-order killer bees, the awesome bee covers, um, the things where they just take art and they feature art and they don't charge you an arm and a lame for it, and you can have that Stanley Art Germ Catwoman cover bee, and it looks better than almost any book that you can get anywhere else. And it's just for the thing of those Joshua Middleton covers uh, for Batgirl, I think it's 23 and 25, just the fact that you can have those and they, they, they felt that those needed to be, even I got a, you know, a Nightwing cover, even that Ben Oliver cover, I got in uh, issue 46, just to have that and be able to open order that stuff. It just is, the I, I can't get past how awesome it is. I look forward to DC to look forward to those cover bees. Yes. Yes. Um, let's see. Favorite comic television show from 2018. Uh, for me, it was almost Fear the Walking Dead. But then, <laughs> then you know, it, Walking Dead really turned it on, I think, in the second half of its season and, and stole it back. So the original, uh, it's still Walking Dead for me. Um, it's my favorite comic book TV show. It's Walking Dead for me by default, but I really need to watch these Titans shows. And then, uh, yeah, I need to watch Titans, and I need to watch Deadly Class, because I think those could easily take that top spot. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, it could have been um, Cloak and Dagger was great. Yeah. You know, that was a, that was a fun one. Runaways, um, I, not, yeah. I didn't see that. I, you know, I, I didn't like The Gifted. I didn't like... Uh, it dropped a couple of other things. I mean, I, I enjoyed the crossover episodes of Shield, Arrow, and Supergirl, but that's three issues. Mm-hmm. That's three three episodes. So, um, the the full uh, seasons I didn't think were have been fantastic. So yeah, um, yeah. Uh, 
uh, for me, yeah, it's it's pretty easily Walking Dead. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely the, the strongest for me. Um, uh, when it comes to favorite comic book movie, there were only really two choices for me, um, and I went with Black Panther. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's still, the wrong answer. Uh, it you know it could easily be the wrong answer. Um, I I just it it just really because of it just how well it was put together and um just really really an amazing job and something i i had really low expectations going into it and was blown away by um i gave it to them nope infinity war infinity yeah. war was awesome thanos was better than expected and by golly i cannot wait till end game comes out <laughs> yeah it looks really good yeah. and, and, but, I, and i go ahead go ahead nope go ahead <laughs> Aquaman looks great. I really, I have to get out and see Aquaman, and we have to get out and see Into the Spider Verse because uh, those two are, I think, also yes. chomping at the bit for up there. But there's no way they take over Infinity War. Yes, yeah. Um, I've heard good things. I've heard good things about both of those. But mm-hmm. yeah, for, yeah. Uh, for me, it's still still Black Panther. It was it was just so fantastic. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're right. Infinity War was it's great too. Mm-hmm. Um, um, now it's let's just kind of like uh, for 2018. What's the state of the comic book industry to you? What how how is it? How is the comic book industry? I don't know. It, it there. I am still of the mind that it, the bubble's about to burst. There's about to be a great change in the comics industry, and I something major is going to happen where more people are going to shift to digital. More people are going to shift to trade. Mm-hmm. Um, because I don't always understand the way things work. We used to have our windows aligned, and when things got so low, we knew they were gone. But all that's changed now, so it's just yeah. a whole new way of selling books. Yeah, there's there's definitely been a shift, and um, Mike Myers, he he does a podcast of uh, Geek Brunch, and I uh, listen to his uh, weekly reads regularly, and. And even and he's the like the greatest cheerleader for comics in the history of of the comics industry. He lo- he loves comics more than anybody in the world. Nobody loves comics as much as Mike. And even he's he's saying, I am concerned that paper comics might go away. Yeah, you know he's seeing he's seeing big time readers and collectors like I'm seeing big time readers and collectors. You know start scaling back and ordering less and reading less. And... I'm reading. Yeah. I'm reading less in 2018 than I did in the prior two mm-hmm. years. Yeah. Now I'm going against the grain this year. I've, I've actually added to my reading list. I'm reading a lot more. Um, and I'm, I continue to increase, uh, my reading list to the breaking point of what, <laughs> uh, I can, I can handle, but I, I am hearing that elsewhere that others are, are scaling back, reading less, um, and then when it comes, you know, they're they're reading some some digital now. They're reading trade now. They're they're not addicted to the print com- comic like they used to be, mm-hmm. which you know could is very problematic going forward to the way the comic book industry currently works and functions and ekes out a profit. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm also concerned about where it's headed. Um, I hope that a new generation of people embrace reading and specifically reading comics and can replace, uh, you know, 
old fogies like myself and <laughs> that 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 ain't going to be around forever and it, so that there's a new love of the medium that continues and it's not because you know where's the ip going to come from for you know marvel cinematic universe wave 10 you know, mm-hmm. if we don't if we don't continue to to support that stuff, where's 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 that in where are those ideas going to come from? If there's no comics being printed, so let's hope, let's hope that uh, 2019 uh, flips the script and it's a little stronger uh, yeah. from that standpoint. Absolutely. Now let's let's end on a high note. We've got our sneak peek for uh, a whole new year. There you go. Let's head over to preusedworld.com. Scroll over to new releases. Find January 2nd, 2019. And Drew, let's start where we always love to start. We've talked a lot about it. Let's talk about Image. Yeah. um, There's a second printing from Middle West, number one, with a new cover. Oh, yeah. That was a great FOC pickup that I can't remember if I got my FOC in on time uh, for. So I may have missed the boat on this. Uh, But if it's in your shop, I think you should pick one up because it's a... it's very well received, and mm-hmm. this is gonna this is gonna be a lower print run, and it's a new cover, so it's kind of a a good combination of of things that you might want to check out. Yeah, and I'm saying if you missed Middle West, go on the secondary market and pick that up now. Don't let it slide. It's still not too expensive, um, but I think this is going to be a, a longer series uh, that really hope. It looks like I think it has some plans. So I'm going to make sure if I miss some issues of this, I'm going to make sure I have the full run. Mm-hmm. And there's a low siding. Uh, issue 20 is now coming out. Uh, September solicit uh, that is now making its way out in January, finally coming back. And I've forgotten everything that's, that was happening. So <laughs> uh, I'm need, uh, hopefully they have a previously on page. Uh, there's the uh, Unnatural that you were discussing earlier. It's now yep. been listed as a 12-issue miniseries, mm-hmm. which it it, ne- it, it wasn't before. Um, it has a great Babstar B cover. Oh, yeah. Uh, much better than the A. And um, is has been a fun read. Uh, I, a little a little shaky in places, but the art is beautiful. Yep. Really absolutely. awesome. And Drew, here we have the first of the only a cover A, no cover B, Walking Dead with 187. I know. It feels naked out there with just one cover. Yeah. What What is your boy going to do without this uh, commission from these? Uh, what, Sienkiewicz? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know, man. I hope he's okay. You know, he, he cranked out quite a few. So Yeah. It looks like uh, Crowded is ending, uh, the sixth issue is uh they're saying end of story arc uh, i don't know if that if it's coming back um uh, i think it has to kind of come to its fruition and i'm not sure what the next arc would even be but mm-hmm. um that that should be interesting to see how that that thing ends up but that's that's kind of all the highlights i had from image there you go let's see what we got in dark horse stranger things still running around yeah, who's on the photo variant this time? Satterfield? No, it's who just, I guess, takes the Oh, it's, oh it's the, ugh, that's a disgusting will cover. Yes, yeah, that's bad. Uh, yeah, I'm really not happy I clicked on that. Does uh, Halo still have a following? Halo still has a following. I think uh, Microsoft has said that 
that game, the newest inclination of that game might be out in 2019, if not 2020, depending on when they change consoles. But, uh, yeah, it's definitely taking a backseat. They're, 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 they're abandoning the Xbox One already? Um, no, but just to, uh, they're, they're moving to the next generation of consoles pretty soon. But when they move to the next generation of consoles, most of the manufacturers, be it Microsoft or PlayStation, have said that they will continue to include all of the previous generation's ability to play on the new one. Just like when I picked up the Xbox One X, I could simply play my stuff in 4K, but I could still play the old stuff fine and that kind of thing. I think they're going to try to do iterative consoles from this point forward, but they were talking about maybe Halo 5 being the flagship title. Uh, for whenever they move up to the next item. So it's not like a big leap forward then, like, it's all VR or something like that. Yeah, 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 we're doing... VR is just not, not going to be embraced like we thought it was? VR's done good, and, like, my PlayStation VR I've been pretty happy with, and there's been some really, really, really good titles out this year for VR, um, be it the Beat Sabers of the World or the the Borderlands and stuff like that. There's been some really good titles. Uh, the One Robot Rage game has been really well received as well. Hmm. Not like Ready Player One yet. Not quite. Not not quite <laughs> there not, yet. Oh, not quite there yet. Doggone it. Um, all right, that's all I had up there. It doesn't look like we have anything to talk about in IDW, so we can just skip right down to DC. Yeah, we have a beautiful Middleton. I'm, I'm assuming that's a Middleton? Yeah, uh, Batgirl 30. Yeah. Uh, that's a really lovely co- cover B. He's um, been doing good work on those. Uh, we're firmly in the Tomasi run-up to uh, Detective 1000. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark Brooks' B cover is uh, really sweet looking as well. I really like that. Yep. Uh, not, so that's also a, a Good get if you want it. Yeah, I don't know a lot about Derek Chu, but a phenomenal cover B on Flash sixty one. Oh, okay. And you talked about Heroes in Crisis. We got some more of those coming. We're not this even issue has through. to. This issue really has to move the needle forward because okay. we have we've had three issues, a um, lot of unanswered questions, and. Um, we haven't done as much as we probably should have for a nine-issue miniseries being a third of the way through. So I, I get, I'm hearing a lot of negativity on this series. So I'm hoping that issue four really kind of moves moves this ball down the down the runway. Wonder That's Woman two. versus Booster Gold. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that B covers. I don't know. Neither of the covers are good on Healer's Crisis. Looks like uh, Scarlet's ending, that Bendis mm-hmm. title. Um, that's too bad. It's one of the better ones. Uh, so uh, hopefully he has another idea for a story and can bring that back pretty soon. And of course, the Jenny Frizen cover B for Wonder Woman sixty one. Now, do you read Titans or Teen Titans? I read Teen Titans. Titans, I okay. couldn't stick. I just couldn't. It yep. couldn't hold me. Uh, me too. I, I I don't read the regular Titans. Plus, either. I'm 
I, I tend to not read Abnett very well. I don't really like the way he writes. Yeah, I get that. That's all I had in uh, in DC. All right, let's head on down and see what Marvel has for us. There's your champions. Champions number one. Ah, a pointless relaunch. Such a bummer. Same creative team. Yep. No need to do this. Uh, why do they do this? We don't know. Nobody, nobody can explain it. Uh, I think it's only on like issue twenty-seven or twenty-eight or something like that. So, is that really that high? Could, no. could we not? Could we not have put out a Champions twenty-nine? We just did the Champions annual. Um, I, I don't. It doesn't make any sense. But whatever. Everybody's excited about Conan. Uh, Jason Aaron. Jason Aaron doing Conan. Tons of uh, covers. There's an Esad Rebic on on cover A, which for my money is pretty darn nice. But there's a lot of nice covers uh, that are out there for the Conan launch. And um, people are psyched about this. Uh, I've never been a really Conan guy, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, when he, when he's when he's been with Red Sonia, it's kind of been fun. But I don't know if I read it month in month out. Um, I'm gonna give it a shot. Definitely checking it out, and we'll see how it goes. There you go. Drew, are you gonna try and jump onto Man Without Fear number one by Judd McKay? No. Daredevil is gone, but Hell's Kitchen is still a place of heroes and villains. Foggy Nelson in issue one, the Defenders in issue two. And Many Loves of Matt Murdock in issue 3, Kingpin in issue 4, Guardian Devil in issue 5. So this is going to be a, a very weird setup for this book. Yeah, I don't even understand the point. Yeah. It's a weekly? Is it a weekly? Is that the deal? I guess, yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't understand. I don't understand why, the, why, the, what, why this exists. <laughs> uh, but I, 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 don't, I don't see any... I guess if people are saying it's great, I'll check it out. But I'm not planning on reading it unless someone tells me to. There you go. Marvel Knights, another... This will be the penultimate, right? Uh, Five of six. Uh, This had a lot of promise early on. I did not like the last issue much. And I'm hoping uh, it sticks the landing. We've got the story of Obi-Wan Kenobi in our Star Wars books here. Uh, We've got the Old Republic series. These have been neat. So, curious to see what direction they go with Obi-Wan here. Well, the Han Solo, Han Solo turned out to be, what, a five-issue? Going to be a five-issue? Yep, five-issue. So, we don't know what Kenobi's going to be. Um, is, it, is it the new ongoing to take the place of Darth Vader? No, th- these are not ongoing. These, uh, these, uh, uh, okay. these are one shot type things. Oh, the AOR, yeah, Age of Age of Republic. Yep, right? exactly. Yeah, so it, yeah, th- that's right. These are just one shots. So there is no replacement for Darth Vader as of now. As of now, no. I guess Afra still yeah. ongoing. Yeah. Venom 8 going to a second print. Yeah, and an uncanny number one going to a second print. Uh, should be a pretty small print run based, you know, in comparison to the the launch 
of uh, the first uncanny, uncanny. So, hmm, I'll be curious how that how that plays out from a scarcity standpoint. Yeah. Then we have Wolverine Long Night, and this is the adaptation of the podcast being adapted into a five-issue miniseries. Yeah. Would you recommend, do you think, reading the comic first or listening to the podcast first? I'm on the I fence. Per- I, th- I personally would read a comic book first. Yeah, I think I... Yeah, I think I am too, but then I don't know if I would ever lis- listen to the podcast if I did. It's very true. Yep. If I read the comic first. That's pretty much it for Marvel. All right, let's see what we got from Dynamite. You can always right. get a, a Matina, uh, yeah. Matina cover for Project Superpowers, which is always nice to have. But that's about it. Yep. See what Boom has in store. Nothing, Nothing real for new me. from Boom for me there either. And let's look at our back half, our Onis, our Aftershocks, our Antarctic Press. <coughs> we got a long delayed animosity. Uh, several like months. Yeah. Several months uh, delayed. Uh, but it's back with 18. Uh, we've got the 701. Um, Nick Spencer uh, took over from Mark Wade and then uh, for Archie, and I think uh, he's done a pretty good job, so I'm excited about this. I've dumped Archie 1941, but it's only a five-issue yeah. miniseries, so it'll be over here pretty soon. Uh, the sixth issue of Sally's, I'm really excited about it. That was, that's been a lot of fun. Um, and a uh, real good slice, slice of life comic that I've enjoyed a lot. Uh, let's see Knights of the Golden Sun second issue um, this is the Mad Cave Studio uh, release um, excited to read I still haven't read the first issue yet but I'm excited to read that should be in my box uh, and uh it's uh, about archangels, so hmm. I'm, I'm kind of excited about this. Uh, the first issue of Nice uh, from American Gothic uh, I enjoyed, and so I'm uh, I'm looking forward to the second issue as well. Uh, it's a American Gothic press, so that's kind of Usually small print runs, um, but uh, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Hmm. Got a second printing of Rags number two as well um, with another nice cover. I think that's the same cover, but I can't be 100% sure that that's the same cover as the first printing. Um yeah. I think you keep buying these until they cool off. Yep. Uh, this is still something that's hot and um, uh, selling well in the secondary market. Even second printings. Cool. Did, uh, did we finish the Rick and Morty Dungeons and Dragons thing? Did that finish already? 
I think so. I think we've seen the last one in FOC. I don't think the last one has technically come out yet. Did we order them properly? Yes, I believe we did. Did you? Did we? I wasn't sure. I know I started it well. I just don't know if I finished it well. <laughs> if I have three of the four character sheets, I'm going to be really upset. <laughs> All right, Drew. Man, I think that's, that's about it. Yeah, kind of sketchy in the back. Uh, not seeing a lot of stuff there that jumps out at me. There you go. So, Drew, this is the point of the podcast where I ask for your pick of the week. What's the one book to make sure you go into your LCS and say, this is going to be the next rags number one? Uh, well, I'll probably go with Mi- Middle West, second printing of issue one. Uh, I think there's enough heat on that, this being a different cover, uh, that I would, uh, I would, I would pick that one. Yep. And I will give him a, a nod to the Joshua Middleton B cover on Batgirl, but I think you're going to go, want to go with one of the number ones down here in Marvel, be it either Champions or Conan the Barbarian. Even though they will have a pretty good print run, I think maybe there's a chance Aaron does something good with Conan. So, however much money you got to reach for a variant on Conan, yep. you do that. And of course, if you see Rags second printing on the shelf, grab it. Yeah, that's that's easy money. Can't be that. I think that's I think it's easy money till it's not. And yeah, uh, no. I, I don't see a, I don't see the retailers have caught up yet with this one. Um, it's still you know it's not FOC eligible. The publisher doesn't participate. So yeah. even um, if the uh, if the if Rags is quadrupling their orders, that's still not one per diamond agent. I don't think. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, we're um, our next our next episode will be a 2019 episode. Then yeah. very cool. So we want to wish everybody a happy New Year, a happy and safe New Year. Uh, we pray and hope that your 2019 comic collection is worth much much more than your 2018 comic collection, and hopefully we get some re some good reads. Drew and myself will be here doing the good work and advocating for comics and all things that are floppy comics throughout the year. And we couldn't do any of it without you guys, and we really appreciate your support, your love, and all the wonderful reviews and, and wonderful questions and comments and concerns that you guys put out. And just from the bottom of my heart, I want to say thank you guys for that and very much appreciate it. If you disagree with any of the stuff we've said this week, shoot us an email, shoot us a text, shoot us a, uh, a tweet, a Facebook, whatever an Instagram is, shoot any of that stuff at us. All that can be found at comicsoneprofit.com. Thank you once again. So for Drew and for myself... See ya.